I've got a question for you. Do you know what time it is? That's right. It's time. It's that time. CBT time. Change by truth time. And I'm your host, Minister DK. And I'm here and excited with the power and the glory of God to welcome you into season three. That's right. We've made it through seasons one and two. And now we are into season three where I'm going to invite you to talk about the phases of battle. That's right. We're talking about warfare in this season, because whether you know it or not, your life is the sum total of warfare that God has allowed to buffet you, strengthen you and bring you into the knowledge of who you are so that you can have the victory in your life. Because watch this, until you understand who you are in God, Satan will never respect who you say you are. So get your faith together, open your ears and your heart. This is season three and we're dealing with warfare, the phases and the battles of warfare. I'm coming for you. God bless you. Hey, hey, people of God, you know, I love to ask questions. I got to ask you a question to stimulate your mind here. Let me ask you this. Have you ever thought about how you think about yourself? And when you pray and when you declare and proclaim things in the name of Jesus, when you tell people what Jesus has said and when you have your personal time, do you ever think about how God sees you? Do you ever think about how good you are and how perfect you are? Well, the reason why I ask you that question, because there is a thing. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the perfect perfection versus the perfect truth. There is a way and an image and the likeness that you have about yourself, whether it's conscious or subconscious. But there is a way that you see yourself that God doesn't see you in. He doesn't agree with. And the reason why he doesn't agree with it and he doesn't see you the way you see yourself sometimes is because what you present to God in the strength of what you think about yourself is not what God created. See, the truth is, is that the issues that you have in your life are more powerful or are more powerful than the perfections in your life. Because if you have any perfections in your life, it's God. Hallelujah. So I want you to realize this. You don't need perfect perfection that you present to God to do the work of God. God is light and light exposes. But what you do need and all you do need is perfect truth. Because in perfect truth, people are set free. They're healed, they're delivered. And in perfect truth, people come to God because they see God and never you. So I want you to get your faith together and your heart, open your ears. God's got a message and a blessing for you that's going to change your perception about who you really are in God. Stay tuned. I'm coming for you. God bless you. God bless you, people of God. Welcome again to CBT Change by Truth. I'm your host, Minister DK, and I'm so excited to bring to you another episode of the phases of battle.
I pray these episodes have been blessing you. I pray that you really um, have gotten something or that you're getting something that the Lord is really speaking to you in a way that you can not only see yourself, but you can see of more. You can see more of God in yourself. Um, it's a wonderful day. here. It's been kind of rainy and I'm just sitting back now um, doing this episode outside in something that God has blessed me to do. Um, that has been an inspiration to me. So I want to pray and I want to jump into this. And the reason why I tell you that, so if you hear any noises or anything in the background, you'll know that I'm not in uh, side, but I'm outside. Father, we bless you so much and we give you glory for the love that you give us. Lord, we know there's nothing that we can do or we can give you to show you the gratitude and the honesty that we have for what you have given us. So the best thing that we can do is give you ourselves. And Lord, if you will receive who we are, if you will receive what we have, we thank you and we give ourselves the best of ourselves and all of ourselves to you that you can use us to do with us as you will. Bless the people of God as they listen to this episode, God, and let them know that you are truly a God that brings us into the perfection that you desire us to be in the name of Jesus. We declare it, decree it and proclaim it is so. Amen and amen. Well, I'm not going to take a lot of your time up, but I want to just make this as short and sweet because this episode came to me by way of a brother who loves me and I love him. Um, brother Troy, God bless you. And, and anyone that listens to this, I pray that you're blessed because it's something powerful. Let me just say this. There's something powerful when two people and I'm mainly speaking of two men. But anytime two believers come together and they share now the living breath of God, the living word of God, and just the spirit of God, you'll be amazed at what God will bring to your mind and your heart. And so as me and my brother were talking, as we normally do, sharing the word of God, the Lord just began to reveal to me something that I think that whomever listening, that you might get something out of this to bless and change your life. Uh, I'm going to jump into the book of Luke chapter 22, uh, verses 31 and 33, 31 through 33. Um, and this is actually when Jesus now is talking um, to Peter. He's talking to Peter and he's letting Peter know that um, I know you better than you know yourself. And, you know, I just want to stop here for a moment and say that uh, this this conversation came between me and my brother because we were talking about the reason why people have the fullness of the Godhead, they have the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and how we are encompassed in God with the fullness, the completeness of the Godhead. in us, around us and encompassing us to make us complete. And yet still we still worry and we still doubt and we still go through life not realizing that you're complete in what God has in you and who you are in God. I need you to hear this. You're complete in who you are in God and who God is in you. That has nothing to do with what, who you think you are within yourself. And so now we're battling with the spirit of perfection, not realizing that you can give God something perfect and God look at it and realize as much as you gave it to him in the spirit of perfection, perfect 
perfection. God desires not your perfect perfection, but he desires perfect truth. And so we talked about that and we realized that a lot of people now struggle in their life as believers, born again, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized and all that other Zion language that we speak. People now confess the power and their relationship with God. But as soon as the light bill is threatened or as soon as they're now rolling in the grace of paying their rent, we forget who we are in the spirit and the completeness and the wholeness of God. And people of God, I'm telling you, we have to bring this thing under subjection. And the only way that you can bring it under subjection is that you present your perfect perfection to God. You know what you come together, what you bring to him as being symbolizing the best thing that you are. Give it to God and let God take it and bring it to an end so you can see where God begins. And that is the thing that takes faith, takes relationship. Now, you don't know how you're going to end up when God brings it to an end. In other words, when God begins to pull away the things that you put together, when God begins to uncover the things that you're hiding, when God begins to wash away the stuff that's caked up in your life, when God begins to show you the things that you think are right or wrong, when he begins to show you the things that you have hidden that he always have seen, when he begins to take off apart your perfection, it's going to leave you in a state of nudity. But it's in that nudity that God's truth begins. And it's in that truth. Thank you, God. It's in that truth that God can now show you that you don't have a worry. You don't have a, a fear. You don't have anything because in that truth. You reside in God. And that is the glory and the wonderful thing about God. So let's jump into this thing. Now, Jesus is talking to Peter. Because Peter's a bad boy now. He he's a disciple uh, that took some convincing of Jesus uh, to get to the place now where Peter would begin to be bold in himself. And then um, Jesus is talking to Peter. He said, Simon, Simon, that's what he called Peter. He says, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you. Simon, that your faith may not fail. He says, and when you have turned back, he didn't say to turn back to what? That's something that you and God got to work out. Because I told, I tell you, as we present our perfect perfection to God, he's going to show you that your perfection means nothing to him. Your perfect perfection means nothing to God. But he says, as you and when you have turned back, he says, strengthen your brothers. Now, God tells Peter this, the devil desires to have you. He wants to sift you as wheat. But Jesus said, I prayed for you because I know you. Peter, I know that when the devil comes to you and persecution comes to you, you're going to put best your perfect and most perfected state of what you think you are. He says, but uh, I pray your faith fail not. I pray you remember who I am what I am to you, what I promise to you, 
what I've done for you, how I've healed you, how I've delivered you, how I've carried you, how I've, I've just placed and covered you. I pray that your faith fail not because watch this people of God. Sometimes it's hard to remember who Christ is when you're crowded and you're presenting who you are. He said, I pray uh, that your faith fail not. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. And when Peter heard this, verse 33, Peter made this reply to Jesus. He says, uh, Lord, but I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. Peter said, Lord, I, I, appreci I appreciate the prophetic word that you gave me. I appreciate the fact that you somehow think you know me better than mm, I know myself because Lord, I just told you, Jesus just told him that I pray you're in trouble in your faith because you keep bringing to me what you think is righteous and perfect. You keep trying to help a God that don't need your help. I'm here to help you, Peter. But uh, Peter said, but, but Lord, I, I tell you the truth. I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. And then Jesus answered and said, I tell you the truth, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times or you will deny three times that you know me. And that's where we are. You will deny three times, Peter, that you know me. People of God, let me let me be personal with you. Let me be honest with you. Every day that you get up and that you live and that you go forth in your life. How many times do you really think about the fact as a believer now that you walk in your own mind, your own doing, your own understanding? Because watch this on a day to day basis, you circulate or you walk or you flow not in the leadings of God, not in God leading you, but we flow in the operation of routine. We operate in routine. And so now when when Peter now hears this word that God, Jesus told him. Jesus told him that the devil desires to have you to sift you, to shake you, to rattle your cage. But I pray that your faith fail not. And when you come to yourself, when when you've turned back, when you've come to yourself. He says, go back and strengthen your brother, because the truth of it is, watch this. You can't strengthen an individual with what you think about yourself. You can't help nobody with what you're presenting in your perfect perfection. You can't even give God glory when you're uh, baptized and and mesmerized in your own glory. He says, but you, before you can help somebody, you've you've got to turn back. Turn back to what people of God. To perfect perfection? No. Perfect truth. And so what God has to do is allow Peter to come to himself. In other words, to see himself. Because watch this. True healing comes from when you get a vision of who you really are. I don't care who tells you about yourself. I don't care who preaches to you. I don't care how many dreams you have. I don't care how bad you feel about a mistake you have made until you come to see you in the glory that you think or the, perf the perfect perfection that you think you have. You will never now 
come into truth. And so Jesus tells him, look at here, buddy. Before this day ends. You will have denied me three times. Watch this before the rooster crows. Now, what's ironic about that, as me and my brother talked about that, you know, he's a country boy. I'm a country boy. But I asked him, I said, hey, bro, Troy, let me ask you a question. When a rooster crows, what's the first thing that means that comes to your mind? He says that uh, it's the dawning of a day. It's a new day. It's the breaking of a day. I said, I agree with you. I agree with you. And so what that means is that Jesus was telling Peter that you're going to be yourself three times and it's going to take three times for you to see what you're presenting to people. But on the third time that you deny me. On the third time that you deny me, Peter, I'm going to set off an alarm that's going to start a new day for you. Because if the rooster don't crow, the day don't begin. And many of us are willing and working and living and moving in the perfect perfection that we think we are, not realizing that you've been, oh God, you remember the movie, The Groundhog Day, the man kept, Tom Hanks kept going to bed and getting up, going to bed, getting up, going to bed, getting up, because he could not break the cycle because the cycle was trying to teach him a lesson. God said, I'm going to let you see yourself three times and then I'm going to awaken your spirit with the breaking of a new day. And what's ironic is that after Jesus told Peter, you're going to deny me three times, Peter denied Jesus once. And he didn't see himself. He didn't even remember the prophetic word. If it had been me, I would have said, Lord, have mercy. I just denied the Lord. Oh, he did say three times. I didn't even mean to deny him the first time because I just told him I'm going with him to the prison and to death. So if I'm going with him to prison and to death, why would I deny being with him? If I'm not with him, I can't go with him. So that makes me a liar. It's amazing how many times when we pray to God, we tell God things. And the only reason why we tell God things out of our desire is because we're presenting to God a perfect perfection of who we are, not realizing that Jesus already knows that you're going to deny him. Because you don't understand that you're presenting to God, not truth, but your perfection. Aren't you glad that God has such a grace that he knows you better than you know yourself? Aren't you glad that God is not offended when we def when we deny him because of what we think we are and how we care about ourselves? Peter denied him one time and he went a little further that night and he got persecuted about Jesus and he denied him. He denied him twice. He denied him once. He denied him twice. And Peter still has not seen the glory or the perfect perfection, his image that he has of himself. He still while he's denying Jesus, he still sees himself as the disciple that will go to Jesus, go with Jesus to the grave and to the prison. Ain't it amazing? That we keep operating in a day, in a mindset, in a life denying the very truth and the reason why we can't get healed the reason why we can't flow in the power of god is because we refuse to see the truth the perfect truth but we still keep operating in our perfect perfection so he goes a little further 
and somebody else charges him that he's with Jesus a third time. And he denies Jesus a third time. And then when he denies Jesus a third time, Jesus now causes the rooster, my God, to crow. He causes something that is really irrelevant. And in all of this chaos that's going on and Peter's being persecuted for Jesus name's sake, Peter pays the rooster no mind until the rooster sounds off a cockle do in Peter's spirit. I venture to say that no one even heard the rooster crow but Peter. Because let me tell you, in case you say, well, roosters never crowed for me and I don't like I can't get with that. The rooster symbolic to the starting of a new day to a spiritual alarm clock. It may be a cancer. It may be uh, a heartbreak. It may be uh, getting fired from a job. It may be a repossession of your car. It may be that you lost a loved one. It may be that your child is on drugs. Whatever it is, God will cause a spiritual alarm to go off in your spirit to cause you now to see yourself. Glory to God. You get it now. A lot of your fighting is not with God or even what you think or who you think you are in God. A lot of this battle in this fight is not even against the devil. It's against what you call perfect perfection. In your own mindset. And God has revealed to you that you're not going to offend him by being who you are. Because watch this, you'll never come into perfect truth until you see yourself in your perfect perfection. Jesus said, I pray your faith fail not. The reason why he prayed that Peter's faith would not fail, because he know that sometimes, and I pray this bless you, that when we see how, oh God, human we are, when we see how low and how devious and how weak and how forgetful and how human and fleshful and carnal that we are, our faith falls and it crumbles and we hide it because we can't believe that we're that way. We can't believe that we stand in church, shout and run, and yet still we have things that we desire more than the shout we gave God. We can't believe that we fast for weeks or two weeks or three weeks. And when we come back and the fast is over, we still see and suffer with the same things that's in our lives because God has not caused your rooster to crow yet. But I promise you, your rooster will crow. Your rooster will crow. When will he crow, brother? He will crow when God allows you to see yourself. And watch this. God has already allowed you to see yourself many a times. The problem is, is that when God reveals you to you, your perfect perfection is so glorious until you can't see his perfect truth. Glory to God. When Peter saw the fact that he was, oh God, weak, or the fact that he was broken and marred when he saw this reality. Peter then took off and he ran. And we don't hear of Peter anymore anytime soon. See, that's what when you get a glimpse of who you are, as opposed to what you told God you would do or who you would be or what you promised God. And God shows you that your word don't mean two cents. Because you're in your own glory, that'll make you run away. That'll make you go hide. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Peter, he goes and he hides. Uh, if I could be honest with you, there's been so many times in my life that I've struggled with what I call my gift to God. In other words, what I think of myself. What I think of myself and the way I see myself. And if I'm honest with you, I had a tendency to always think less of myself because watch this. I never lie to myself about myself, although when I get before people, I present an image of me that's not really my true self. Glory to God. You know, and, and there's some people that will present their best to you, knowing that they're presenting to you a false image, a false reality. Now, Jesus reveals to Peter, he says that I pray your faith fail you not. But when you turn back, that's glory to God, strengthen your brother. You cannot strengthen, empower, encourage. Uh, oh, God, renew the faith of someone else when you're not operating in perfect truth. Glory to God. Peter, when he saw himself, he disappeared. Now, let's look at this because what caused Peter to disappear was the spiritual alarm that God set off the rooster. May I ask you a question? I need you to think about this. Think in your life how many times something happened that caused you to see yourself, to realize you need God, you need to be cleaned up, that you can do better. But it was so heavy when you saw yourself that the devil began to speak to you and tell you you ain't worth nothing. See, sometimes you have to understand that what caused you to deny what Satan's told you and what caused you to deny what you saw about yourself and what still caused you to believe God and know that God can clean you and heal you was the fact being that Christ said, but I pray for you that your faith fail not. True healing, true healing, true healing people of God comes from truth and ye should know the truth and the truth will set you free. But watch this. Truth is the one thing that God uses that brings you much pain because the truth sometimes is hard to swallow. But if you ever swallow truth, you can go no lower, only higher. If you ever swallow truth about yourself, God can use you and the devil can never confuse you. If you ever swallow the truth about yourself, no one can tell you anything about you because you know what God delivered from delivered you from and what he saved you from. Peter disappears. He disappears. Now, God glory. As time goes on, Jesus now is crucified. He's dead. He raises, he rises from the grave and he reveals himself a couple of times, many a times after his resurrection. And, and, and when Peter comes up on the scene again, 
Peter is found. Jesus is walking on the shore and he sees Peter fishing. Bible says that Peter is fishing naked. I like this. Peter disappears because he realizes that he's presenting a perfect uh, perfection that ain't worth two cents himself. People came to him and connected him and 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 transform him and connected him to being with truth with Jesus and he denied that he was with him until he saw himself and he ran now Jesus sees Peter and Peter's fishing butt naked on a boat when Peter sees that it's Jesus on the shore the Bible says he grabs his coat and jumps in the water naked and he comes to Jesus this is powerful because watch this. <laughs> Glory to God. Gosh, uh, you won't ever really come to Christ until you're in a position where you accept the nakedness of your life. One more time. You will never really be used by Christ and be able to come to him in any condition that you are in until you're in a condition. Uh, Glory, watch this, of nakedness. Nakedness means transparency. Transparency means covered with nothing. And you came into the world naked. Peter experienced a type of rebirth by coming to Jesus completely naked, meaning I accept who I am, meaning I accept that I'm jacked up, meaning I accept that I'm prejudiced, meaning I accept that I'm from a bad bloodline. I accept that I have an attitude. I accept the fact that I cuss. He gave Christ all the truths about him. Peter ends up having his name changed from Simon to Peter. And Jesus telling him what you've learned about yourself. Flesh and blood didn't teach you what you know about yourself. This perfect truth. But this was revealed to you. Watch this from the father. People can never teach you the truth about you because many of people don't want you to know the truth about you. Because if you ever know the truth about who you are, you will come into who God is in you. But God, he said, has revealed this to you in heaven. The only time you come into the perfected truth about who you are, it takes the work of the Holy Ghost, the love of the Father, and your relationship with the Son, the total unionship of the Godhead to bring you into full knowledge that regardless of how jacked up you are, regardless of what you've done, you're always still perfectly complete in God and nothing else. Glory to Jesus. Can I take a moment and ask you something? What are you giving Christ? What are you presenting to people? Are, are you presenting a type of glory that is what you bring together and you put together and you give God and you give people and as perfect as it is that you have made it, it literally has no power. I've witnessed so many people who go to church and love God, but they have no power. They have no power. They love God with their whole heart, but they have no power because you don't come into power until you come into the death of yourself, which is perfect truth. Let me, let me, let me, let me confirm it to you. 
Would you agree that Jesus is the son of God? I hope yes. Would you agree that he was born of a virgin Mary? I pray you say yes. Would you agree that when Jesus walked the earth, he was the son of God and he did miracles? I pray you say yes. Would you reveal that while he lived on the earth before he died, that he had all power? I pray you say no, because the Bible says that he had power. True. He had power that people knew he was from another kingdom. He was of God and sent by God. They call him the Messiah. But the Bible says when he rose, he rose with all power signifying that the death that he incurred in the flesh brought the truth that would heal me and you. Oh, glory to God. Do you understand? And since he died, he gave you his spirit. He reconciled you. He regenerated your spirit with his spirit. And when you learn to present to people as well as God first, the perfect truth of who you are, God cannot use you in your perfect perfection that you put together and give to God like a Lego set. <laughs> it's truth that heals. It's truth that sets free. The more honest you are about your nakedness in life, the more God covers you with his glory. So people will see him and not you. People will see his glory and not your story. People will see his miracles and not your mess. The battle that you're having from day to day that keeps you doubting, that keeps you crying, that keeps you chasing and running down your pastor and worrying him to death and calling your prayer partner when things go bad is because you don't have enough faith in the perfect truth between who you are with God because you keep presenting a powerless, perfect perfection about what you think you are and who you think you are concerning God. Hallelujah. Perfect truth. And you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Peter ran because he saw himself. How did he see himself? He saw himself lying to Christ. God, I'll go with you even to the prison and to the grave. I'll go with you, he said. But as soon as somebody said, hey, ain't you walking with God? He said, get out of my face. You know, you know, I don't walk with him. And he goes on a little further. Hey, aren't you one of his disciples? Please. I like to recycle him, but I ain't trying to be his disciple. And then he said, hey, aren't you? Uh, don't you know Christ? Aren't you one of his own? Peter lost it right there and denied him the third time. And his spiritual alarm went off. Is your glory and your image of yourself, is it louder than your rooster that's trying to crow? Hallelujah. Because the hardest thing, people of God, you'll ever have to do is deal with who you are and still have faith enough to hear God when he sets an alarm off in your spirit and put the two together. And accept the fact that you are where you are. You do what you do. I've been saved for a minute. I minister the gospel. I love God's people. But if I'm honest in truth, there's still struggles and wakes that I still deal with every day. And sometimes I fail 
And sometimes I win. Sometimes I'm up. Sometimes I'm down. Sometimes I feel like a nut and sometimes I don't. The truth of it is I'm flesh. Glory to God. And my flesh is weak. A lot of times, even though my spirit is willing. But I never present to people. I've learned that that when you're in your weakest estate and you don't really want to feel like it, you have to now declare the glory of God and let the word of God and the truth about who God is. You have to let it come out of a mouth that wants to do opposite, say opposite and not accept and proclaim. And verify that God is your savior. I bring this message to you to let you know that regardless of how you feel, where you are, what you've done in your lowest. In your lowest estate. In your lowest estate, if you're saved, you still have the fullness of the Godhead in you. You still have the power to rebuke. Energy and energy. And illusion and dilution. You still have the power to look yourself in the face and say you are a disgrace, but you're covered by God's grace. And it's in that testimony that the power, the indwelling power of the Holy Ghost will come into your, oh God, arena. And God will take you and do what he did with Peter. He used Peter in a way that would change the whole dimension of life. Peter now was so in love with God that when it came time for him to die, he accepted the truth about himself to the point that when it came time for him to die, he said, don't put me on a cross like my true savior, but hang me upside down. Because I'm not worthy to be in the same position, oh God, that he was. Because I have now seen that in my perfect perfection, there. Well, people of God, we're going to bring it to a close, but never to an end. Because what God has for you, you have to get it. You have to achieve it and acquire it through serious spiritual warfare and I want you to know something that every day that you get up and that you breathe you have to understand as sure as you make your presence known in the day that God has given you the enemy is going to try to make his presence known to see if you know who you are so remember regardless of what he does or how he does what he does to deceive you and come against you when you walk with truth you change any situation because it's only by truth can anything and everything be changed. Until we talk again, keep the faith. And remember, God never asked you to fight the devil. He asked you to fight the good fight of faith. God bless you.